welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined this week by Dom Kirby of PAX 8. Welcome to the show. What's happening, Chris? I'm excited to be here. Um, I got to say, you called it 1337, or I was called an MSP elite in my head. Hey, that's uh, that's all that I care about is like that you right? can recognize what it stands for. I mean, maybe yeah, we should call yeah. it 2600. I don't know. We could get, we could get <laughs> carried away here. Uh, <laughs> so this week's episode, we are literally going with the topic of Secure My Family. And we've had episodes on the show before that talked about securing a remote workforce how do you get uh, the individuals to recognize that they have some responsibilities when they are working from home? Uh, the dangers of you know sharing the network with the Xbox or some sort of gaming type model, and, and really uh, the idea that says we know that I have a responsibility for the security layers when I'm working from home or when I'm right. at home. Not necessarily it's work related. And we don't have the same mindset, obviously, when we're in the office, because we can say, oh, that's somebody else's job. Right. But you had posted on LinkedIn a a reference to a blog article that talked about securing, you know, and that it's not this overly complex thing. And I think more importantly, just to set the stage here is that it's not necessarily about the technology that we put in play uh, to secure our family or friends, loved ones. Right. But really, it's about an education or an a an instruction guide, if you will, uh, borderline somewhere between a Lego manual and an IKEA right. guide, right? Like, and right. you just pray, dear Lord, like, can I have tools that are different than the ones that come with my IKEA furniture, uh, right. so that I don't end up with like bruises, ripped off fingernails, <laughs> right. etc. Right. So, so walk me through like the idea behind the post, because obviously, when we when I think about security, I think about at home. Um, it's almost as, it's almost as taboo as having the, the, the sex talk with the birds and the bees talk with kids, right? right? Like, like let's talk about social media. Oh, no dad, not now. Like you're going to make me sit down and I'm going to have to articulate things that I'm just not comfortable talking about. So, and, and like, when, when do you start these conversations, right? We can all get into, uh, relatively similar, uh, areas of conversation. We talk about like, Make sure the birds and the bees is coming from mom and dad per se, as opposed to finding out about right. it, you know, because you find out how the the, the fud factor of what will happen right. if you do these things. And all oh, right. man, I, I I've decided to become a, a priest or a nun or whatever it might be, so that right. I don't have right. to. I gotta avoid all the monsters <laughs> that you just described. But this right. is kind of the same thing, but maybe a little bit different on the consequences. Yeah, I think you know, in. So I brought it up because I have four kids. Um, they're all boys and one of them's 12 and it's just, you know, that age. Um, and it's, it's definitely something I've thought about in depth because it's, it's 21st century, right? Kids are exposed to technology at a really young age. Um, all of my kids, whether they're in elementary school or otherwise, uh, they have issued devices, like no different oh. than I get issued a device. for Yeah, work, absolutely. Right? Serial um, number and everything on it, just as if like they were going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have to bring it home. They're responsible for it. So the conversation kind of started there and that, hey, uh, I don't want to pay for this piece of hardware if you break it. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> like, but um, it also really just just breaks down into your kids are getting on the Internet. It's going to happen. 
right? Whether it's at your house under your control or at a friend's house or at school. Um, and the internet in general is a great place, right? But we also know that it, it's, a, it's a shitty place at the end of the day. Like there's a lot of stuff on the internet that we'd rather not expose our kids to um, or have them be exposed to. So for me, it's always uh, one been about control, but not in the way that I'm trying to limit my kids from understanding technology and how they can use it, but really educating them on here's what's sort of okay and here's what's not. Um, and some of those conversations are easy, right? And some of those conversations, like you said, social media uh, is something you're, everyone's exposed to. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been around or been using tech. Social media is probably your first encounter with technology or one of them. Well, right? my dad said so is to, your, to what you said about having, I've got three. So the only right. difference in our challenges is quantity and right. age. So my oldest right. is 18. My youngest is 14. And so- okay. It's interesting. And, and obviously in between, what's interesting is you are where I was when I started thinking about this stuff. And and honestly, I know I did not navigate well. I wish I, wish I knew now what I was trying to solve for then. Right. I would have done it a whole lot different. And and one of the, the to, to kind of just sort of, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole squirrel here, but the number one challenge that I ran into is like, so TikTok bad. Okay. I'm just right, going to throw that out right. there. Like not because of the content necessarily on TikTok is bad, but all of these ramifications around what TikTok potentially can do that right. is not just negative for, for my, my family, but potentially has repercussions way beyond that. And, right. and it kind of is in the same category of like, we don't even have to get into like what I can do on the internet. Let's think right. about devices like, uh, shall not be named, but it's where you get like audiobooks and you buy a lot of stuff from them and you can get like right. prime because I might right. set the one I have in my office off, even though I know it's on mute, it's probably still listening to me. Right. And the kids go like, well, I just asked, you know, alleged device and it gave me the answer that I was looking for that in and right. of itself isn't bad, but what are the ramifications that that device might have because of the information that's collecting about me or my family and where is it safe to have those conversations and, and it's super difficult, I think, at the age group that you're talking about, because what do you mean there's bad? Like, right, like right. you're telling me that Amazon would create a device that out of the gate is bad for me to consume. And yet for $35, I could even get the addition that can be put in my bedroom, right? Right, right, right. That's a really tough one, right? And I think if we have the, the TikTok, Snapchat or whatever conversation, um, it depends on the age. Like my younger kids, they have devices, they get to interact with the internet, but for them, it's pretty damn locked down, right? And right. as they get older, I kind of like ease those boundaries a little bit and start to honestly just add trust and, and education. Are you making um, them use YubiKeys yet or like a separate yet. device for their two-factor authentication? Like We haven't gotten there yet, no. Um, <laughs> But, but I think the most prime thing for that is my oldest has a phone, right? Yeah. Um, and it's an Android device and it's got the whole concept of app permissions. Obviously, iOS does too. And we've had a lot of conversations about that in general. Like, hey, this this particular app that you... And he has to ask permission to get an app, right? It sure. sends me a ping. Yep. Um, and when I'm going to tell him no, I, I generally tell him why. Now, sometimes it's because that's his 50th ask of the day and his phone's probably full and, and you're done. But but sometimes it's oh. like, hey, I looked at this and it wants your location all the time and it wants this. And here's here's the ramification of that. Like, we don't know 
what sort of organization is running this, this, you know, whether bowling game or whatever it might be, doesn't need your location. Right. right. Um, and you, you can kind of abstract the conversation from there and say, Hey, you have to think about these things. Right. And in, in the case of, you know, TikTok has its own other stuff going on, but we can take like uh, anything else, Instagram. Right. Sure. Um, you know, one, there is bad content on there and you kind of have to navigate, you know, if you have your kid on Instagram, they may stumble on that. So you have to be ready for that. But in general, I've had very open conversations depending on age about uh, actors that might be on the internet looking sure. to do the wrong thing. Um, and honestly, my approach has been just tell them, right? Obviously within an age appropriate sort of conversation, but like, hey, if that random person is on Roblox asking you for your real name, stop talking to them. Right. Right. And so just to add to that, because I think what's interesting is there are some significantly different challenges that you're about to hit. Like, I don't know when when your son's going to turn 13, but 13 drastically changes your level of control mm -hmm. over what they can and can't do. So whether it's uh, iOS with Apple Music and some of those things like to now I have to physically touch their device to add security layers or uh, right. protection and maybe not necessarily security but more of like a uh, a roadblock for them so that it's not it's not a whether it's a temptation or just you just don't want them to accidentally right. go somewhere that it's not healthy or safe. Uh, right. Are the the industry at large has made this very difficult as soon as they, they turn have. thirteen they they take a lot of. Uh, ability for us to create like no if it's rated m for mature you can't watch it like right. well now you're 13 you can make your own decisions about life right uh including right. whether or not you want to vote so right right that's a that's a really interesting i hadn't thought about that and even if you look at like legislature and the, the children's online privacy mm -hmm. protection act i think i got it right copa yep. um copa copa yeah yeah. Yeah. If you even look at that act, it, it stops mattering really at 13. And I, I truly disagree with that age. Like I think of myself at 13, I was not mature enough to be handling no uh, the, the breadth and depth of the internet. Right. We but, haven't given them voting rights or smoking rights or drinking rights. Right, so I right, feel like right. we, we've created some rules. I mean, even, even going back a little bit to, to our world, when we would go to the music store and buy CDs, uh, right. If it was, if it was a uh, parental advisory, you yeah, had to be 16, yeah. right. You had right. to be 16 to buy that. Um, right. Our, our rules on that have gotten really lax and even navigating that when you look at like TV right now. So we'll just say the movie's rated R. It is being right. released on Hulu FX channel or, or FX channel. And it right. says TVMA for the following. And you're like, wait, this is a channel that doesn't even allow content to be above right. say a TV level of PG 13 or whatever it is. And now right. we have all these different like, uh tv rating versus movie rating and when they get right. squashed together on tv like it changes all these dynamics and you're like wait can they watch this should they watch this like what's been edited anything it's Nothing? so difficult like, yeah. it's totally a yeah. challenge yeah. yeah well in streaming services in general like the the full sort of production is available right because it's not a public broadcast the fcc right. is not involved um so like we we don't have cable and we use streaming and and uh We've done the whole age-appropriate profile thing. Um, and then, honestly, we run into issues where it's too much. Right. right. Like, obviously, there's stuff that's overrated, in my opinion. And, and Or it's across everything at the same time. So, like, right, uh, Apple right. TVs, as an example, if I set the Apple TV for age-appropriate, 
then they may not even be able to open like uh, IT Pro TV. They can't even open right. it because it's right. been defined as age appropriate. It as like I think it says uh, I think it says mature. And really? Only only because <laughs> I think that they just don't want to have to deal with any sort of liability or litigation. Right. Kind of right. like YouTube, right? If I if I if we if we push this on YouTube, it's gonna ask me, is this kid appropriate? Well, you did right. say damn, so I'm gonna say probably not. We've just been right. now flagged as like this is this is not appropriate for children right right yeah and it it makes this world really hard to navigate and then you have all the other types of content right whether it be websites and making the differentiation between like health and and sort of you know we'll call it entertainment sure um even that differentiation is hard nowadays um and then as, as a parent you know if i put myself in the shoes of someone who's not in technology understanding all that is a nightmare it's a nightmare right. for me so even even more so for others um, and even the tools, there's some great tools out there. And I use, I don't use, you know, enterprise tools in my house. Um, and I, I used to, but, you know, then I got one gig internet and the firewall was a little pricey. But, you know, I think <laughs> in, <laughs> in general, the tools we use are not super great for for anyone. Like they're so yeah. broad and, and to your well, point, consumer, the ratings. And, yeah, consumer tools in general are, are created for convenience, not for the sophistication of security layers to protect me from doing stupid stuff right right um so it's a it's a tough i don't know man it's a tough world and i've always just been on that education piece and um as you really really have conversations and this could you know we're, we're talking a lot about kids you can grandparents or what have oh, you yeah this this by no means is limited to kids i think i think right. our challenge and i think to the point as to why i wanted to have you on specifically for this conversation was that we can put so many products and tools and services, whether they're enterprise or or even free, right. and right. we can get to a point where we're comfortable, say for that, especially the younger age group of going, I know definitively this is locked down. Products and services right. out there have done a really good job in this space. Copa largely has helped define that space. But right. when we get into, they're not 12 anymore, they're 13 or older, or right. we're talking about... Uh, parents or coworkers. And I don't think this is even necessarily tied to whether or not you were a Gen X and, and younger or, or baby boomer right. and older. It's right. really your comfort level with technology and being willing to ask what, as Wayne would always say, it's not a dumb question. It might be a silly question. And right, right. my English teacher in high school had this banner on the wall and I'll never forget it. It said, he who asks a foolish question is a fool for five minutes he who does not ask questions is a fool forever. And right. I just thought yeah. that's so like true, that. but we do a terrible job of creating that comfort zone. Cause we've lumped, we've lumped what we've talked about for the last 15 minutes. We've lumped it into the same category as like, Oh man, I gotta have the birds and the bees conversation with my kids. And right. I don't know if they're ready for it. It's like, um, I want to download another app from the Google play store. And you're like, um, how do I explain that the reason why this says TV or TV, why this says, you know, MA right. only that that's a problem for, you know, his age and, and do so in such a way that has them recognize that we're doing this for their protection, right. not because we don't want them to play the game because we know how fun the game is because we've probably played the game. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm making that own differentiation too. Like, I let my kids play Call of Duty, not online, but they they play it together, and I don't care, right? Like it's not, it's not an overt for me. It's not an overtly violent thing, right? Um, sure. 
So, but that your mileage may vary. It might, might not be something you or someone else wants to do, but even that, like now, if I set these, you know, mature restrictions, they can't anymore. So now sure. I have to change how I monitor that. Um, but yeah, I think you have to balance that control with education. Um, and again, like that, that brutal honesty is really helpful. Right. And, and, and age appropriate, like my oldest, sure. uh, you know, I've explained to him what grooming is and why these messages are not good. And, and, because he's old enough to understand that and sure. obviously with the younger ones you you have a different conversation and then I, I don't know for me that's given me some confidence that if he runs into a different device at a, at a friend's house or whatever that doesn't have these sort of controls on them, right um, he's hopefully educated in that you know whatever chat's going on or, or content maybe being viewed is not okay um, and hopefully he understands why and then is confident in bringing it to me or, or to mom and, and addressing it with us uh, so that we can do the parenting thing, right? And I think that's the tough part is you've got to be ready to do those parenting things uh, when your kids are getting exposed to the internet and understand that, you know, all the technology is there, all the technology in the world is there. Uh, someday they're going to touch a different device that you don't control. Right? There's right. nothing you can do about that. I mean, you're in a friend's house uh, and it's, it's over. Um, so I think you have to balance it. And for us too, you know, it's, it's pretty light restrictions until you do something wrong or you try to sneak around something. Or you, right. You, know. you, 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 if you start with, it's too locked down, you, you have no place to go, but to unlock it. Right. Versus right. let's put some level of restriction that we know is kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, having a backyard and a dog, you, you don't necessarily right. want the fence to be too narrow. And the dog is like, I don't care that the invisible fence hurts. I want right. to be over there. Right. Right. Uh, right. Or, or if you have a, a playground that has no fence, kids tend to play as far away from the borders as possible. So they become very right. uh, saturated against like play structures. You put right. a fence in and all of a sudden all the kids are playing against the fences. So like, right, they, right. Right. And, and they're not necessarily right. testing the, the fence, uh, you know, is it electric or not, but they, they feel safe. So they, they feel right. like they can go up against those edges. So I want to get into a little bit. Um, we've talked largely about the education. I'll throw one out there and maybe you've got one too. And then let's talk a little bit about like maybe some of the tools, whether they're paid or not, that help navigate this. Cause I think this is where we get into it's more about not whether or not you're, you know, seven or 17. This could right. be any age group and just recognizing like that if you don't have some security layers in place, you you are literally just walking, you know, through a minefield and just praying that you missed the mines because you're right. following yeah. the, the path that looks the most well-traveled. Right, um, right. So we do this in the school district. Um, many know that I used to be a tech director and handle a lot of the security, especially with students. And coming up, I'm doing a uh, sit down with fifth graders. And one of the areas that I like to go to is digitalcitizenship.org because they have on their website, literally like their conversation starters, like not right. tools and tech, like, like here right. are nine questions that you can sit around the dinner table and talk about. And so right. like my world of security, when we first started doing this was, uh, all tech devices lived in community areas like the kitchen, the living room. Right. Uh, they did not go in bedrooms. I don't care if you're charging the device. It does not go in the bedroom. Right. And as they've gotten older, like my oldest is a senior in high school, we are far less restrictive on that, but we still have the policy of like the door is open, mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. And, and we know that, you know, navigating this with teenagers, they still find ways 
to circumvent oh, sure. security rules and shoot, man, they are probably the the smartest one in the room when it comes to can I find a way around the the wall or the the force field, if you will, to get right. there. So so that'd be the tool that I throw out is digitalcitizenship.org is just a great resource, lots of stuff, especially because it's uh, listed by age groups. So whether they're and are by uh, grade level, really. So like K2 versus, you know, nine through 12. So, you know, elementary right. versus high school, they've got some good stuff there. Um, what's your like go-to and whether it's a informational resource or, or even a tool, where do you, where do you go? Yeah, I'll be, I made a lot of it up at first, just based on my own cybersecurity exposure Fair. and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. some places where my career's taken me. Um, I've seen the dark side in depth, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I can. I'm not in the K twelve space anymore it. for that very reason. Right. Right. Um, so there's there's that. Um, I do like digital citizenship. Um, there's also commonsense.org, and I, I yes. don't think those are related, but yeah, commonsense.org. Uh, no, they is are. So digital one. citizenship. Sorry, the website is commonsense.org. Digital that's citizenship right. yeah. is the is the content. Yeah. Um, so that's that's honestly pretty much the only sort of learning resource I've used. Um, sure. On, and I think if you're not in technology and you're not experienced with this stuff, you know, just research it and understand what cybersecurity is and what it means. And and if you're curious about a particular topic, like being yep. an adult, we could use Google for whatever we want. Right, 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 right. Within a law. So we can, we can Google and understand why is this news coming out about, you know, I don't know, Instagram or, or Snapchat or whatever. Right. Um, so from an informational standpoint, I'm very much, I like to gather information at the time I need it. Sure. Um, tooling wise, I use, I use two, two, well, three tools. One of them is a little enterprisey. I have Cloudflare in the house. So we'll kind of gloss over that one. Um, Microsoft Family Safety is so my, my kid's device. My oldest device is a Surface. Okay. Um, so Microsoft Family Safety, it's free with some limitations. We have a family subscription for Office. So it covers that. Uh, for all the premium, it does, you know, your classic time limits is a big one. Um, website and app restrictions is a big one. Um, and we're letting him do that door open thing right now. And his desk is positioned such that his screen is always facing the door and those sure. kind of things. Um, and then on mobile devices, we use uh, Google, Google family link. I think yeah, it's called. family link. Yep. Yeah. Which actually um, works on iOS devices too. It just doesn't always work as quickly to right. for the restrictions. Yeah. 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 And Apple has uh what is it? Free time or I forget. The um, they have a couple. I've actually, we actually use the, we're, we're AT&T customers. So we use the AT&T secure family. So oh, that's okay. got some pretty strong um, platform independent ways to lock that down. Um, right. It's funny. So mobile, you and I are on the same page. Uh, we're in, in our household. We're so we're predominantly a mix. We're a mixture of Mac and PC, but the kids' gaming rigs are Windows, right. uh, Xbox. Uh, we use the Sophos family for the devices that we can control. Yeah, um, or Sophos Home, I think it's called. Uh, that's a pretty strong. Uh, it is a strong product. It's almost, it's almost frustrating, and it's a level of strength because something <laughs> as simple as like, hey, I need to update Steam before I can play the game, and they're like, Dad, I need you to log in again. Right, um, right. It's like, okay, so I did find some ways, like allowing them to put credentials in for the elevated privileges inside right. those apps. Um, that's getting a little bit techy. Um, we also use, uh, so like you use Cloudflare. I think Cloudflare is great. They even have a free version of Cloudflare. Mm -hmm. Uh, we use, um, it's called, um, cleanbrowse.org. 
Um, oh, I didn't hear about cleanbrowse.org. It's like it's like four or five dollars a month. I will tell you that sometimes it's frustrating because it's DNS caching can sometimes get bogged down and you think your internet's gone, but it's oh, really yeah. just playing catch up. Um, right. And then the other one that we used heavily in the school space and I use still a little bit at home, it's it's become problematic with iOS devices a little bit in the, in the personal version or home version is right. Bark. And Bark is absolutely phenomenal product because it's, it's managed by people. So Especially oh, when it comes to things like threat to self, harm to others, bullying, right. those kind of things. It flags, but it's one of those things where like, and, and this is, you know, important for those listening that might be wanting to apply some of this is remember, you can become a full-time IT department at home. Like that's not hard to right. do. Like if we think about the SMB space, you probably have less technology at work than you do at home. Oh, for uh, sure. When we add in IoT and now you're doing, uh, what is it? Operational technology management, right? right. The, uh, right. It's like, hey, so like I, I may not have responsibility over whether or not the you know gas pipeline you know gets blown up, but like what happens if someone hacked my Nest thermostat and decided right. to turn the temperature up to as high as it would go or right. mess with my hot water heater? Like these are infrastructure, um, these are critical infrastructure items. Uh, on a on a level that is sort of microcosmic, but like right. if they were exploited for you, that would be hugely detrimental. Right. Yeah, right. Security yeah. cameras, those kind of things. As right. we as we talk through some of it, so um, I, I think it's you know you go back to what you said. Education is key. Uh, we talked about some of the tools. Um, how do you encourage the conversation at this point? And I'll give you the the floor on this because your your kids are younger than mine. But how do you how do you get them to understand? Hey, I would like an added security layer, right? Like we think about it in the workplace. It's like uh, we're seeing this now. Like engineers going, "Hey, I realize you gave me the privileges that you did because of my job role. I think you've given me too many." And I would have said two three years ago that engineer is would never say that out loud. They'd be like, "I can't right, believe how much right. power I have." And today right. they're like, uh, can you please take this away? I don't want to be the reason for X exploitation. Right, right. That's a really interesting question. You know, I would say in terms of addressing issues that may crop up, obviously, I think all of us as parents probably want our kids to come to us and they have a question, right? Sure. Hopefully, hopefully we're instilling that. Sometimes they won't, right? And that's just the truth. It doesn't really matter what you do as a parent. There's going to be stuff kids want to hide from you. Right. Um, or so, their friends are hiding it, therefore they are yes. now hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we lean back on tools for just a second, one of the things I, I was really looking for in picking tools was I might not be locking something down, but I still want to know what's going on. Right. So I have yes. this whole understanding More of, a of the websites they go to, right, or, and apps they use. Um, and we keep an eye on that. And if we see something that flags, then we bring up that conversation. Say, hey, sure. you, you were looking at whatever you were looking at. Um, so I think that's a big piece and really encouraging them to come to you. Um, I don't know that, you know, proactive. I, I would hope so. I don't know, but I don't know the proactively. You just gave one. I like, mean, you just you literally gave one to me that is not as easy as you just made it sound. Like monitoring the web traffic specifically right. for going to sites in an open model that aren't necessarily best for them, to, so you can have right. the conversation. The tool sophistication that's out there isn't necessarily super user friendly, unless I'm missing something. You know, I've been pretty happy with Family Safety. It, okay. it does a good job. Um, I can spit out, you know, uh, 
a general history of websites they visited, what it's intervened on and blocked um, and why. So I think that's been helpful. Um, I think that's a big one. Way. Even yeah. blocking and saying, hey, let's have a conversation about this. Do you understand why right. it was blocked? Because I don't know how many times I've seen, like just recently, in fact, um, a redirect breaks because the SSL cert on the um, admin redirect was oh, not, right. uh, the timing was off. So it didn't allow the actual cert to apply fast enough. So you got an error message that was just incorrect. And that was, right. a, that was a great opportunity to say, hey, you're right that was a false positive and we can correct right. that. Like, but why, why do we look for things like the SSL lock in the upper right. left hand corner? Like, uh, and it goes back to that conversation piece, but like when they get a block, why was it blocked? Is it because it's known right. for malicious activity is it because the page you're trying to go to is you should not be going there. Like don't type right. that in anymore. Uh, right. Right. And of course, and as they get older, they're going to, they're going to learn more of what they can, uh, look for that probably not good for them because they have friends that have told them about right. the things that they can go look for. Like, no, right. that's not the mascot for the university of Iowa. That is a different type of uh, right. character creation and no, you should right. not Google that. So don't Google mascots either. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting one. You know, I think for me, I fully expect my kids to try to circumvent it. Uh, they're going to get in trouble for it, but I, mm -hmm. I fully see that coming. Uh, because they're my kids and I did the same thing when I was a kid. Right. Right. I was, I was breaking through, you know, M86 and, and those kind of things. Yes. Um, <laughs> but ready player one. Right. Exactly. Um, and again, I think that monitoring piece of saying, oh, you know, this may seem like an entirely legitimate piece of content. Right. Right. Especially nowadays. Sure. I, I tell my kids, like, you need to first assume it's a lie and try to prove that it's the truth if you're looking up something on the internet. Right. Well, that, that goes paper hand in hand. or for whatever. If you and I were just to go outside and go for a walk and we see a sign that says no trespassing, biohazardous waste beyond right. this point. Like, right. All right. No problem. Let's cut the fence. Let's go check it out. No, we, right. we probably right. really wouldn't do that because right. we know. And, and like if we've ever been burned on the stove and we see that it's red hot, we today probably don't go put our hand on there just to double check right. that mom right. and dad may have changed something that makes that no longer true. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This um, is a tougher space to, to do that with, like to your point of like, how do you, how do you do that? Trust. Um, don't trust it until you prove it because uh, all of those things I just described as examples, those are all, there is no emotional intelligence tied to that. There's no emotional right. like aligning with my ideology or what I've learned from school versus the the internet which largely will over time as you continue to use it pre-chat gpt even will right. start to provide you with news and information that you emotionally say has to be true because i want to believe that it is right right yeah whether it's news or you know we were i was working with my kid on a social studies paper uh you know obviously it involved politics sure man you know researching politics on the internet is a nightmare Right. But you have to work them through how to do that and find like legitimate sources of sure of, of information to write about whoever it was, you know, Thomas Jefferson or whoever. Right. Um, so that they have this legitimately not, you know, some direction of wing sort of information, actual information. Right. Um, like how does it make you feel wrong? You're probably not at a good news site. Right, right, exactly. Um, so it's it's I don't know, man, it's tough. Um 
and it's getting into just the general mechanics of using the internet for, you know, we, we talked about online banking, um, like even those pieces of why do you, why do you look for the padlock, right? Right. Those, those very high level mechanics of the internet also have to be worked into that uh, because they're going to get older and they're going to have bank accounts and they're going to have Gmails and, and whatever else they're going to have. And password um, management and all these other things like right. good hygiene. So one last thing, let's talk about real quick. The addiction of technology, right? We know it's a real thing. I mean, shoot, my glasses have actual transition lenses so that I can look at small text on my phone. It's like a, and I stopped getting headaches. It's great. Uh, right. I got asked to do this for mental health a while back. And it, and I found this book called uh, a, a 24 seven, 364 or something to that effect. And it was this book that was written about uh, one day a week. Um, no technology in the home at all, like zero tech. And it started with like avoid technology for one hour, then it was two hours. And like, right. you know, the reality is like, it's going to be different for different people based on jobs, based on, you know, what they right. use for, for accommodating for learning disabilities and those kind of things. So obviously technology may not ever be completely zero, um, right. but, but being conscious of that. So I don't know what, your experiences with that, but I know how easy it is to get caught up in like, you're just kind of always on your phone. Like I, I can, oh, yeah. my addiction is Amazon. Like right. <laughs> I have the app on my phone. Like if I'm idle, suddenly I'm like, well, you know, I was, I was checking out that pod mic uh, boom arm and that would right. make a really replacement to the one I have because it's got the, the, I'm on the call filter, right? Like, so I have the, you know, it's sitting right here. It's the, the, I don't have a mic in it right oh, now, yeah, but yeah. it's got, it's got a light on it and everything. So, um, <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I feel like we, we've talked largely about technology and being safe with it. What we really didn't talk about is uh, preventing it from becoming a health hazard because we're so right. glued or addicted to it. Yeah, that's a fun one. You know, for me personally, uh, Android has this feature where it will summarize how long you spent doing what on your phone. Right. And I turn that on. Yeah. Um, FaceTime or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, screen yeah. time, I think it's called. Screen, screen time. time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty happy with myself whenever that number goes down for the week. Right. I think that's a good thing. And right. But what are we basing like, that on? If you're down two hours from 15 and in you know, the next week you're up right. 18, then you go down yeah. three the following. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm doing great. I'm still going down. Kind of. Right. <laughs> kind of. Right. Technically. Um, that's a really good point. But uh, you know, I think again, having the conversation, whether it's with yourself or sure. with kids or with whoever, uh, about like, why, why did I spend that much time? Was I doing something useful? Could I have been doing something different? Um, something or transparency with what are you using it for? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, right. should um, I be using my phone for this or would it be better if I actually had the Kindle out? Cause I am reading a book and I've right. shifted devices so that while I'm reading a book as opposed to just being on technology, it's not right. the illusion that dad's just always on it. So that was one other um, I'll give is that we've made it a policy now. Like if we're having a meal together, no devices at the table. Now, if you're oh, for sure, that's if you're navigating yeah. on your own, like rummaging for leftovers and you're eating on your own. I'm not going to beat you up because you're also watching a YouTube movie. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like having a TV dinner and I'm thankful that you decided to eat over the dining room table where I don't have to right. worry about you spilling it all over the carpet. So right, um, right. slam dunk, great. Uh, <laughs> similar. So you're saying similar for you too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really try to stick to that of, you know, if, if something's been cooked and prepared, Sure. Um, and it's, yeah, it is a family sit down. We, we try to put the devices away. Right. And and how far apart in is the world from our, our growing up days where it was like, 
you know, we have a TV and so everybody has flocked around to primetime right. televisions on. So let's eat together. Right. And even right. if you're at the dining room table, you just happen to have a TV in the kitchen so that you can right. all turn and face the TV. That's that's right. a thing in the well, past. You're still not communicating, right? right? Like you're not having conversation, but I think it's even worse now that it's in our pocket. We can right. all watch our, like, I think there's, there's actually beauty to sitting around the TV watching a show, right? You get to react right. to the show with each other and whatever. Right. Uh, if we're all watching our own piece of content on our phone, like there's just, you're all in this in, in your own little walls, right? Um, Fair. So yeah, I think you got you have to carve that time out um, and, and be intentional. Be, be, yeah, you have to be intentional, um, and sometimes you have to fight your kids about it. Sometimes they're going to be in the middle of like the best game of whatever they played. It's like nope, it's time. I, we like, find that that's more bedtime, right? Like, yeah. um, especially it's like, well, can I just finish this match? It's yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. one that you just started 30 seconds before I told you it was like, you should be getting ready for bed. You got an early day tomorrow. Right, right. And then the next day they're like, man, I'm so tired. I'm like, yeah, you did finish yeah. the match that allowed you to play that lasted for an hour and a half after. Right. So we've right. kind of gone in the route of like, um, so our older two really have not so restricted. Like it's pretty unrestricted as far as game time. Like, you know, we right. encourage them to do other things. But like our youngest, we're like, dude, you guys set the timer. You have an hour and yeah. a half. I don't care yeah. if you, you know, if you don't have any homework, I don't care. You still, it's an hour and a half and you're done. And of course, then our challenges are like, he's paused that timer like a bajillion times, obviously, because we're now going on four hours. And he's like, right. as soon as he's done eating dinner, he's like, I'm going to go back down and finish. I have 15 minutes left. It's like, How do you have right. 15 minutes left? Like you started like three hours ago. Like, right. what happened? Well, that's that circumvention we were talking about. Right. right? They're right. going to do it. Um, my timer works way different than yours dad it, it doesn't use right. real time like i'm in a parallel yeah. universe sorry you're not with me <laughs> yeah it uses me time it's yeah it's a different thing uh dom any any last thoughts we we did go over a little bit but i felt like there was just one more thing that we need to add and then it was like one more thing because i think we're right. both navigating the same space any right. last words of wisdom for those that are navigating the same space with their kids or 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 loved ones yeah i would say you know not make yourself an expert but make yourself aware like understand sure there's something you see your kids doing that you don't understand, you can research it, right? And right. you should research it and you should understand the general mechanics of what kids face on the internet. That commonsense.org is a great spot to do that. Um, That's my favorite, and, by the way. And I've been doing this, I, you know, in the education space with right. K-12 school districts across the country. And I will tell you that commonsense.org has easily been the the best resource that I've used. The other one that comes to mind is k126.org, which is another uh, nonprofit site that has some insights as to what's happening in the school system. So even though it may not be specific to you as a user, it definitely gives you a broader sense of what's happening in the education space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been a great conversation, Dom. I really appreciate you coming on the show for those of you listening. Thanks and have a great week. Thanks. Thanks.